It is the 30th of April and we I'm joined here by Armin Rufkani and I'm also joined by Mark Meehan. And uh, this is, we don't have a title for the show yet, we'll call it Shooting the Breeze podcast, so why not? We'll put some music to it and stuff later on. But uh, Armin, or sorry, Mark's, uh, do you describe yourself as a citizen journalist or a journalist? Or citizen journalist. Citizen, what's the difference between a citizen journalist and a journalist? I could write you a book on the difference between citizen journalist and journalist. Give it to us in a sentence. Uh, citizen journalists provide the news that other major journalists won't cover. Okay, so they're... Did a brave journalist. And uh, Armin, would you be an activist or how would you describe yourself? Or Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, in this context. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Man of By day. Yeah, I see. It's, well, it's been, it's been two weeks now since the Boston bombings. And uh, one thing I want to talk about today is that the conspiracy theories around us seem to be coming to fruition now on the internet. Mark, why are people, why do people think the Boston bombing... You know, they're, they're, they're thrown accusations that the people who were arrested weren't the real suspects and all this. Is this just a byproduct of the internet or is there some serious uh, clout to this? Uh, well, after 9-11, of course, we know all the conspiracy theories that came out of that and that are still floating around. After 9-11, um, Americans, you know, they went into a patriotic fervor, you know, which eventually ended up in, you know, the uh, invasion of Afghanistan and, and so on. If you fast forward, like whenever you know a de- decade ahead, Americans are a little bit more suspicious of their government because they realise that a lot of but the Bush is this administration. just Americans? This, uh, these conspiracies don't seem to be just American. Everyone seems to be getting aboard of these conspiracies. Well, that's, well, that's that's the thing. That's the the difference. It, it isn't just an American thing. Whereas before, it was kind of Americans just finding issue with what happened on nine eleven and patriotic fervor. What's happened now is that after this event, Americans, in particular, are less inclined towards blind patriotic fervor. Um, in the modern day, and with the with the kind of proliferation of the internet since the last major event in America, which I would say would probably be nine eleven, um, it's led to this new breed of skeptical American sharing their views on a, on a worldwide scale. But is it just skepticism, or is there anything to the shreds of evidence that are floating around the internet? Um, well, looking at it from the outside in, and you know, listening to the police scanners and such during the during the event, as I was doing. Um, a lot of citizen journalists around the world agree that there's a lot about this that doesn't add up. Um, a lot of unanswered questions and the timeline provided by the administration in America for the events that happened has some discrepancies in the eyes of many. Um, what's interesting is, is that whereas before conspiracy theories would have been seen as you know tinfoil hat people around a campfire in Montana, it's now become that there are respected people. It's, it's a much more broad thing believed by many. And the fact that so many people are on board with it gives it, it lends it kind of credibility. But um, in, in a sense, there's, there's basically a lot about the situation that does not up. Uh, who was where, when, who was shot when, what happened to the two brothers. To so in a nutshell, what is the conspiracy? Is, is the conspiracy that the American government blew up their own people at, at, a, at a marathon? In a broad, broad term, yes, there is a conspiracy theory that the US government were responsible for the explosion in what's called a false flag operation. A false flag operation is when a government attacks it, basically attacks its own citizens to give it a, an excuse to do something outside the country. The prime example of a false flag operation is the burning of the Reichstag by a suspected Dutch communist in 1930s, which led to the rise of Adolf Hitler, who used the security, you know, the fear of security. People were afraid for the security after the, the Reichstag burning. And Hitler turned this to his advantage and said, here, I can provide you with security. And you fast forward to the Iraq war, or the Afghanistan war, I beg your pardon, to the invasion of Afghanistan. America would use this as, you know, 
for for your safety, we need to go and find where these people planned these attacks. And then, lo and behold, there came the invasion of Afghanistan. But is what what do the American government want to get out of Chechnya? That's the big question. That's where it, something doesn't add up about this false flag operation, if it is so. Um, there are no major, uh, you know, regional goals for the United States in that area. I mean, the the United States most uh, local interest there would be maybe some of the former Eastern Bloc countries that would be, you know, former Soviet Union. They'd have an interest in ties with those countries. But in Chechnya itself, Chechnya is an internal matter um, of Russia, viewed as such by Russia. So the uh, apparent reason behind it is not quite clear. But for many, it would have the hallmarks of a of a false flag attack. Okay. What do you think, Armin? Is it, what, 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 is it as we've been told, or is there more to it? Um, I'm not sure. I think, I think it's probably similar to... Um, a lot of these other events that are easy to get conspiracies out of, like 9-11. I think there is a there's a case of, you know, the government's not telling you everything um, because that's what governments do. Yeah. But then the conspiracy surrounding them, that doesn't mean that they, so that they the are true. So by the know? government not telling us everything, is that, are they kind of shooting themselves in the foot? Are they just giving more fuel to these conspiracy theories? Well, I don't think they're shooting themselves in the foot. I think they're... I mean, I I don't think they have a problem with people occupying themselves with conspiracies because that's time that could have been spent organizing, you know, against, for example, repressive uh, uh, measures like, you know, the um, some of the stuff that happened in Boston that people take legitimate legitimate issue with, like, you know, the police state angle of it. Um, a lot of the organizing that could have been put into that now, you know, goes into people looking at pictures of, you know, trying to see oh is this guy fbi because he has an antenna sticking out of his backpack things like that so i don't think the government has a problem with people engaging in that actually they're not gonna it it even goes back to the osama bin laden was he really dead was he not dead they're not going to um they're not going to justify any conspiracy by ever directly answering it from what i can tell like you know they they never showed a photo of osama and they stuck to their guns on that one same thing with this they're not they're not they're not defending themselves because they don't feel like they have to defend themselves any of these conspiracies. Yeah, and I think, to an extent, I think, you know, the the government is happy, let, you know, to let it play on with the people who want to believe it. At the same time, though, I think it also, one part of it is also that as soon as you start to, you know, counter certain claims, you you get into the discussion and then you have it forever. So I think that's a part of it as well, that they don't even want to get into the debate, you know. Okay. So because then where do you draw the line, you know, if someone's going to come and say, well, there were no planes at 9-11, you know. It's, so I think th- part of it is that they don't even want to get into that discussion. Okay. And Mark, for anybody who thinks there's a conspiracy theory behind Boston, they think there's, there's absolutely nothing to it. If, if you had to tell them to look at one or two points that might open, not open their mind, but that might you know, tickle their curiosity, what exact things in the conspiracy should they look at? Um, well, one of the foremost examples of, of discrepancy, and I'm, I'm still looking into this, I mean, it is a big can of worms, it's, it's well open now, but um, there are pictures taken of the two brothers that we know, uh, Tamerlan and Zokar, Tsarnaev, and in the picture they are holding uh, rucksacks of a certain colour. And the first discrepancy is that the rucksack identified as the one to carry the explosive as in there were remains of it found and the ones used by the brothers don't immediately match and there are photographs that show other people around the area with the backpacks that do match 
So the question arises, did they in fact drop these backpacks? Were they the ones they were carrying? And there's one photograph which is uh, of note to people and it's very hard to tell. It's one that was shown to the press of of um, Zokart Sonair leaving the scene and he's turning a corner. But it appears to be that he's holding uh, he's holding uh, a bag on his shoulder and it appears to be that but that he's carrying but because of other people in the picture it's hard to confirm this. If he's carrying, indeed carrying a bag away from the scene I'm, I think that would throw the whole thing into into uncertainty. So there's there's that the 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 bags are definitely the um, one of the main uh, areas of discussion whether they were or weren't the guys actually carrying the bags and if Zokar did put a bag down why was he carrying it away? Um, and the other um, people would also take issue with the sheer sheer amount of law enforcement and military personnel sent to find these men. Mm. Um, one of the, uh, if I might, just, you know, if I might just divert a little bit, one of the major conspiracy theories around it, and this lends itself to the second uh, major theory, is that there was allegedly a scheduled uh, bomb squad training exercise in Boston on that day. One of the conspiracy now, where theories. Where is this? Like, surely somebody should be able to confirm by now whether there officially was a bomb training exercise. I have sure. seen no no confirmation of it. Okay, but, and there's um, been no denial of it either. There's no no denial of it. But what, what I'll tell you is that there was allegedly a, a a a training exercise of a bomb squad on that day, and one of the conspiracy theories alleges that the term that the, the, the Sarnayev brothers were in a training exercise. They were taking part in a training exercise for the the, the, the Boston uh, PD bomb squad. And that the, ex- the training exercise basically turned real, and this lends itself to the situation where, to get away from the police, that the, the Tsarnaev brothers tried to hijack a car, to leave the you know, to leave the city as quickly as they could. It begs the question: Why would they not have had a car ready, to leave the city? And it, it indicates well maybe they were panicking because they had suddenly been turned on by the federal authorities, and. That's that's the, the that's the that's the second conspiracy theory. Why wouldn't they have preferred a getaway vehicle? Why would they have to do a botched job of hijacking a car? And that's the second. So the bag and okay. the car. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there for now for the Boston bombings. We'll move on to another thing that's been in the news a lot lately. And I'll ask you this, Armin: Legislating abortion in Ireland is it going to happen? Is it getting any closer, or is this one big delay of a of a legislation? Uh, depends on who you ask. Um, I think. The government would probably prefer to drag it out. Um, they don't really want to take any action because uh, they have certain people close to them that um, have their ear um, that don't want to see them take action even to legislate based on the X case ruling. So I think they would be happy to drag it out. Um, and to an extent also to keep it not necessarily keep it in the media because they don't like that, but to keep it uh, occupying people, you know, to, to distract them from other issues. So I think the government would like to drag it out. But um, myself being an abortion rights activist uh, and being active in that movement, uh, I know that we're very committed to see uh, X case legislation as soon as possible. And have um, you have you felt with your involvement with that? Have you felt it get any closer in the time you've been involved? Definitely, yeah. I think with the um, now I've lived here for almost three years and uh, got involved with abortion rights activism pretty much straight away after I moved here, and I saw the first kind of difference in the 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 mood um, was when the youth defense posters came up. 
the ones that were saying, you know, abortion tears a life apart. No, those that were very graphic. Um, when that happened, we straight away saw a difference in the approach we got from people. Like now, my, me and myself, I'm involved with uh, the organization Choice Ireland, and we saw that straight away. We had more people contacting us saying, you know, this has gone too far, basically. So as it has um, membership went up on the back of those posters. Um. Well, I, I'm not not necessarily core membership because we, uh, unlike a lot of charities that you know just try to collect members, uh, we're a campaign group, so okay. we're we have a core membership uh, that is pretty committed. Um, but we definitely saw you know p- more people contacting us and people who wanted to uh, contribute in some uh, some ways. Uh, and on the back end of that, we were uh, got together with other groups and were will- were able to launch the Irish Choice Network. Okay. Uh, that then later turned into abo- the abortion rights campaign, uh, and that's really this campaign um, umbrella, pretty much where a lot of different pro-choice groups have gone together and are campaigning for abortion rights. Okay, what do you have to say to people who don't want abortion legislated in Ireland simply for the fact that they don't want abortion to be available on demand? Is like if abortion is legis- legislated here, is there a possibility of of abortion on demand where like h- how is that being filtered down to? Well, as things stand now, w- there would have to be a repeal of the 8th amendment um for that to happen. So, ex case legislation wouldn't uh, open the doors to uh, to that uh, now. So what would ex case legislation open the doors to? Well, ex case legislation that would say that a woman has a right to an abortion if her life's in danger, uh, including the risk of, risk of suicide, uh, and that's what the the high, the Supreme Court decided in the ex case. That we're still waiting for legislation for 21 years later. Is that because of the complications over what you define as a risk of suicide because a psychological element is in it? Well, that is part of the discussion, uh, but in reality that is a, uh, a discussion for, uh, that is a medical issue, yeah. you know. So there are political elements that are using that as something to stall the stall this uh, legislative effort that needs to be done because the Supreme Court has already ruled 21 years ago, you know. Uh, now, realistically, even if you uh, are opposed to seeing um, free, safe, legal abortion uh, in other cases being legislated for in this country, uh, what you need to think about is the fact that uh, there's no evidence to j- suggest that because you restrict abortion, it goes away. Okay. We're still going to have women you know, who get uh, unsafe abortions, and it just forces women to uh, go to England uh, or go to other countries to deal with something they should be able to deal with here um, okay. with the best care available to them. Okay, really quickly, Mark, what of the government's delay in legislation abortion in Ireland? Uh, well, much of what Fine Gael does is based upon their will, wish to get re-elected. Um, tackling abortion is a serious divisive issue. And part of the reason I think what we haven't seen it acted on since the X case um, ruling is that the... Um, it, it, it risks basically tearing apart the political party that is Fine Gael um, but it, it would risk tearing apart any political party that happens to be in power while the debate's happening this is why we've seen Fianna Fáil haven't legislated for it uh, other coalitions haven't um, I think Fine Gael is slowly starting to deal with this issue internally and it must do it ish, ish, deal with the issue internally before it can put it to the people and until 
uh, Fine Gael have to deal with this internally first before they can deal with it outwardly with the people and I think that fear of dealing with it is what's holding the issue back Okay, thanks Mark I'm going to leave it there for today that was uh, Mark Meehan Armand Marv Cranny and I have been Conor Litchie thank you very much